Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Could it be? I mean, if you're a professional basketball player or professional any sport, you should bring it no matter who you're playing. And that's collectively as a, as a team. And some nights we just don't do that, and it, and it ends up being the nights. I mean, the nights we don't do it, we lose. And um, if we don't understand that sooner or later, we're not going to get anything we want out of this season. The Celtics fall to the Brooklyn Nets, 197. We're going to break it down here on the Garden Report, powered by grandstands on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Yes, I'm the boss. Welcome to the show. I'm Jared Weiss. I'm here with Darren Hartwell from Nesson.com. We're going to break down the pain and misery that the Celtics suffered yeah. today in the Saturday post-New Year's matinee. I think they're still a little bit hungover probably from New Year's. Yeah, maybe a little bit too much champagne. Maybe they were at uh, Dwayne Wade's party. I was about to, I'm not about sure. to make that joke. Yeah. 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 If Gabrielle Union didn't Instagram any photos of uh, Isaiah Thomas passed out though, yeah, on New Year's. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Isaiah Thomas actually was pretty aggressive tonight. Um, but this team was unbelievably inconsistent going up against, uh, let's say, a weak, a weak basketball team in Brooklyn, a team that has, like, three good players. Jared Jack hopefully didn't tear his ACL but went down really hard. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's another guy off the list there. And even with Shane Larkin handling point guard duties in the second half, the Celtics still couldn't really consistently stop the Brooklyn Nets offense. Yeah, I mean, the the guy who killed them was Brook Lopez. He was he was a beast. I think uh, Brad Stevens said they just, like, tore through the Celtics front court or something like that. Uh, he finished with 30 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, you've seen the last the last couple games now, uh, Julius Randle with the Lakers and, and Brook Lopez now. They've had a little bit of trouble on their interior defense. So I think that's that's part of the problem. But, there are, yeah, there are a lot of issues here. The Celtics are usually good at handling kind of perimeter dribblers coming in the lane, but post like really good post players can move guys around. That's part of the problem of not having a rim protector is guys like Brooke Lopez, who's one of the most dominant offensive centers in the league, are able to back you down, get through double teams, and make you pay. And we saw so many times where Brooke Lopez could get good position in the post. He would just kind of back a guy in, yep. make sure he's just close enough that when he took a giant step around him, yep. he was able to get the shot off. And Lopez, what do you have, 30 points, which was a season high, his first 30-point mm -hmm. game of the season. He also had 13 rebounds. I mean, they tried so many things on Lopez, and they couldn't consistently stop him. Yeah, I, I mean, especially with Jack out, they were basically running their offense through him. And Stevens tried Zeller, Lee. I mean, Lee obviously didn't uh, didn't play until uh, later, in, I think, in the second quarter. Uh, Sullinger, Johnson, nobody could really get the job done on him. Uh, he 
came out hot, but was pretty much consistent scorer throughout the whole game. Uh, and then Joe Johnson down the stretch mm -hmm. had a few big shots, kind of a maybe a Celtics revenge game from his, from his <laughs> brief, brief stint. He's still holding that grudge yeah, all oh, yeah. the way back then. Yeah. Uh, so the, I think those those two were really the guys that killed him. And especially what I thought was interesting was, I think Stevens, I don't know if what it was, desperation or what, but he went with a super small lineup mm -hmm. with Lopez out there, which you pretty much never see, where they put Jay Crowder at the four and Jonas Jerebko at the five, and they would basically just try to double, they ran like a 3-2 zone and try to double team Lopez every time. And that actually was like working for like a few minutes there, but then yeah. things kind of fell apart. Yeah, I, I think Stevens is to the point where, you know, he's just trying, he's trying everything. and uh, You know, he's not getting the... The production he needs out of the front court so go to that small lineup and and see what happens obviously they didn't get the results but in the fourth quarter they had that they had that comeback uh i think marcus smart was a big part of that uh, kind of in that small lineup when when they're running and when they're getting up and down the floor and controlling pace that's when what that's when they're good but it's a little too late you know marcus late. smart at like four interceptions in the fourth quarter it's like it's like yeah. josh norman out there yeah uh, incredible plays that he was making mm -hmm. and they were getting a lot of opportunities but like in the last minute there were so many execution errors they kept trying to take a three when they were down by five when they could have taken a two and saved like 15 seconds at least mm -hmm. they did get the two eventually though um then they trapped really well yeah. in the back in the uh while the team was still in the while the nets were still in the backcourt but then when they got over to the front court they kept trapping the Nets got through that trap, and they found Brooke Lopez for the dunk that basically iced the game. And there were a lot of kind of you know, coaching decision issues there, execution issues there. Mm -hmm. And it seems like the team is a little unstable right now. Yeah, especially that, that late game execution has kind of been an issue all year. Obviously, you don't have the star player type deal. You know, we all know that. Uh, but in the last, I think the Warriors game uh, missed a few. They, they don't really have like a go-to play, go-to guy down the stretch. Thomas is the, the star, but... He's hasn't really been effective down the stretch. Uh, so, and Stevens after the game took the took the blame on himself. You know, kind of one of the, one of the typical falling on the sword. You know, this is my fault. I need to be better. Uh, but I think it's on the players kept, too. He kind of kept yeah. stabbing himself in the sword. Though. I know. It looked, yeah. yeah, I saw someone tweet. It's like he looks like he needs a hug out there. So yeah, that was I think true. Brad always looks like he needs a hug. Yeah, sad right. Brad today. All right, we're gonna hug each other and then we're gonna come back for part two. We're gonna go deeper into the Celtics issues. This is the Garden Report, powered by Grandstand on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. I just need to do a better job. I mean, this is this is more on me. This is, you know, we've had we've had multiple multiple times where we're just not playing to a standard we need to play to. We've had multiple practices um, where you know certain guys have really looked good and stood out because others haven't, and that's that's just bad coaching. So. Um, I'll get myself straightened out, um, and I'll work on what needs to be changed. You know, we need to be accountable, obviously, and uh, you know, we need to be pros, and we need to, uh, you know, make every day uh, worth it, and obviously um, follow the standard that, that, that got, uh, got us buzzing at the end of last year. If not, we're going to be like, you know, we're going to keep being up and down. 
Welcome back to the show for part two here. Let's go deeper into the Celtics issues. So first, let's take a look at what they're doing well. Let's go to the grandstand play of the game. Grandstand sports highlights from fans in the stands on the new sports app Grandstand. You can share your own Celtics highlights and watch other fans' videos straight from the crowd. So download Grandstand at the App Store or at Grandstand.com. So let's take a look at this play from Isaiah Thomas. In the first half, Isaiah was getting to the rim at will. It was great to see that no matter what kind of move he put out there, he was able to kind of get that finger roll off. And they were actually looking good. And it was a tight game in that first half. And then in the second half, things just fell apart. And even though they had that 12-2 run in the early fourth quarter, that fell apart pretty quickly. They made another run late in the game. That kind of fell apart pretty quickly. This is a team that is going on really short spurts against a lot of teams that really are not as good as them, regardless of what Evan Turner says about whether they're qualified to criticize the teams that are below them in the standings. But... There seems to be a clear disconnect within the team that, I mean, obviously part of the problem is that a lot of the plays that are going pretty well, they're missing the shots because they're just not that good of a shooting team. But there seems to be an ebb and flow that is kind of you know, over the course of a season it happens, but it's happening within games so frequently. Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing with this team is effort. When, when they play really well, when they're playing hard, you know, they, they can beat teams, they can beat the, the Thunder, they can beat the, they can hang with the Spurs, they can hang with the Warriors. Uh, so when you don't have kind of that star player and, and you rely a lot on effort, uh, you know, it can go both ways. I mean, we saw again tonight, for majority of the game, it kind of looked like they're in slow motion and then they, then they turn it on and they get back into the game and then they, you know, fall back again. So, you know, when the offense isn't there and they can rely on their hustle and their effort to stay in games, that's good. That's a good thing, but that's how, and that always hasn't been the case. You're not going to yeah. win in the end with being that kind of team. you got to have skill. Yeah. yeah, this isn't college basketball. It's an NBA game, so you need to, you know. What should tell us of the college basketball coach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. either way, they... You know they have. I think they have a pretty good system, and we're yeah. not. I mean, it's been it's been a couple bad games. You know, right. a couple weeks ago we were talking about how good they are. So right, obviously right. we're gonna. We don't want to sound like we're a broken record reversing itself mm -hmm. here, but their system's fine. We talked to. I think we've generally everybody that covers the team has been talking about how they're shooting. At this point, I think we can establish that they're just not a good shooting team. No. They don't have anyone on the team that is really a consistent shooter, and while that's going to be the main reason for a consistency on the nights where they're not shooting well they're they're half of the time are making up for it with effort half of the mm -hmm. time aren't this is one of those halves where they weren't making up for it mm -hmm. the team that's a top you know top five team in the playoffs yeah. every single night that they're shooting 42 percent they're making up for it with really good defense with good mm -hmm. passing you know making good plays on 50 50 ball stuff like that but the celtics just aren't doing that right now yeah i mean it's shooting obviously it it's you know, something that you can't obviously control. Like, you know, sometimes sometimes you're hot, sometimes you're not. Sometimes you have good nights, sometimes you don't. Uh, especially with Thomas, you know, he's, he's been pretty streaky, uh, especially from the three-point range. But you can control your effort. You can control, you know, uh, how much effort you put out there, you know, the, the hustle and all that. So I think that's if they can kind of establish that. You know, Stevens in his, in his uh, actually it was, it was Turner. Turner was talking about the kind of the culture of the mm -hmm. team, and Stevens said that, you know, maybe you thought the culture slipped a little bit. So I guess maybe if they establish that uh, going forward and and you know set the bar for where they want to play, then you know that that could make up for regardless of whether they have a good shooting night or not. Sure. You know. 
Like well, the, the thing is, when Turner said that yeah. about what Stevens was saying about the culture, yep. he then said that they're pros and they need to yeah. hold themselves accountable, yeah. and that you can't you can't blame the coach. And I don't think anybody wants to blame the coach on this team. Mm-hmm. I think David Lee would be the only one, and Tyler Zeller would be the only ones annoyed with their role. Although Tyler Zeller really hasn't made a peep so far, right. um, and David Lee's made a little bit of a hiccup so far, yeah. but. These guys generally have never really wavered in their support and admiration for Brad. Yeah. And they've generally have always kind of stood behind the principles that the team has run on. Stood mm-hmm. behind kind of the general kind of looseness of the system and the yep. fact that they're not running a ton of targeted plays to get ISO and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Isaiah is the only guy really on the team that you could do that with. Yeah. And it works half the time. Yeah. He's a pretty good, statistically, he's one of the top efficient guys as pick and roll ball, or ISO ball handlers in the league. Mm-hmm. But they're they're relying on a fluid system and when the fluid system isn't working in every single you know, with both at the front of the train and the back of the train it's not working and these guys have a lot of issues with really I, i'd say it's the front of the train where just like yeah. the execution at the end of the play it just falls flat in its face half the time and you saw in the second half of the first of the fourth quarter in this Nets game here where like they would make a bunch of nice cuts and motion stuff and stuff like that and then the shot would be like a turnaround fadeaway for Jonas Jerebko in the corner or something like that or you know they got like one where they got Kelly Olenek that shot for the corner three mm-hmm. but he stepped out of bounds you know stuff yeah. little things like that where like in the end they just kind of screw up on the execution part at the end yeah I, well, I think the the thing that this game kind of shows is so they, they need everyone involved. They need all the pieces uh, of the system to kind of be working in, in uh, you know, in harmony with each other. And so Avery Bradley goes out in the, in the, first, in the first half in the second quarter. Uh, that's one piece that's out, and then things kind of falter from there. So, and then Marcus Smart obviously has, you know, just returned from his, his injury. Uh, so when you have, when you have guys, um, you know, who aren't, who aren't playing, who aren't on the floor, uh, and that that kind of screws things up. I guess there's there's not a whole lot of margin for error um, when you have that kind of that system where you're relying on everyone. You're, you need everyone to buy in. You can't just you know throw the ball throw the ball to Paul Pierce and clear everyone out and hope mm-hmm. he scores. Or Joe Johnson, as we saw tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for us here from the Garden. Uh, we're going to see you again on Wednesday. The Celtics get their chance to try to get some revenge, I guess. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you have a revenge game against the third <laughs> worst team in basketball? Yeah. Well, they'll try to get some revenge against the Nets on Monday night. I'll be there covering in Brooklyn. Won't be doing a garden report, though, so don't have the whole team with me. But on Wednesday, we'll be back with the full crew. It'll be our producer, Kyle George's last game, so send him some good wishes. Uh, so for Darren, for Jeremy behind the camera, I am Jared. Good night. Got to reassess things. I've got to do a better job. Um, I've got to hold guys at accountable at a better level, and um, you know, hey, we're not we're not playing as well as we think we are. So, we've got to be better. Yes, I'm the boss. Jay is out. He's going to be looked at our uh, looked at by Dr. McKeon um, later today, and I think. Um, but it seems like it's, from what I've been told, a, you know, a short-term thing. But he will not play today. What is shoulder? Left, maybe. Left, maybe. But I think it's his left. Do you know how he heard it? Uh, he said that it. Um, he felt it shift in the fourth quarter of the D-League game. And getting him those extra minutes up in Maine, how do you think that will benefit him? Well, obviously not from getting hurt, right? Yeah, no, I um, but I think the, uh, 
you know, anytime that those guys can get a rhythm to playing, the extra conditioning, break through that second wind, all that type of stuff is 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 a positive. I think that you know we've we've assigned or we'll, we'll sign Terry and Jordan um, tonight, and I just think the more that they can play right now, probably the better. I know you guys have that log jam up front. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really curious, but we do have a log jam, and um, that's the reality of our situation. And to his credit, he's made the most of it by staying in a rhythm by playing up there. And I think he's done a lot of good things. Um, some things that will really be able to translate, I think, and some things that he just needs to continue to improve upon. But um, he's closer to. Um, you know, he's, he's closer to ready than, than ever before just because of his continued work. Has there been much discussion with Danny and you just about that log jam up front and sure. Jordan's role in, in that? Sure. But, um, you know, I think one of the things is is that, you know, we, we've tried to um, give everybody, um, you know, just be conscious of that, talk about it, um, communicate it. And um, some nights are going to be their nights and some nights aren't. Um, and it may, it may be affected even more when we decide to go small more. So, uh, as we've talked about throughout the season as well, it's just part of it. I mean, when you look at the NBA in this day and age, you've got a lot of guys um, on the court, especially in the fourth quarter and in games, that are basically one through threes playing those four spots. challenge to play a team twice in three days again? Well, well, we played them, obviously the last time we played them, we didn't meet the challenge on the second second night. We did fine on the first. Um, you know, I, I think our challenge generally is focusing on playing the right way, focusing on playing basketball. You know, I think that we have to play well to win. We've talked about that. We've got to control things better than we controlled them the other night to give ourselves a chance to win. And so our, our focus has to really be on that. And it's, you know, it sounds like a broken record trying to play to a standard, um, you know, focusing only on the things that you can control. Um, that is what you can do. And uh, we did not do that well enough on Wednesday night. And so we'll find out if we're going to do it better today. Coach, when you watched Rondé Hollis Jefferson on film, and obviously you had Marcus last year as a elite rookie defender, where, where is Rondé in terms of? Well, obviously, it's unfortunate he's been out for the last four weeks and won't play for the next couple. But I think that um, the bottom line is he can really defend. Um, he's got a, he's got good uh, confidence to him. He's got a good way about him, and um, you know he had opportunity as well, um, you know, to be put into their starting lineup and, and to be playing. So I, I hope for his sake. Um, and for theirs that, that he gets back sooner rather than later. Brad, if there's a, an area of growth from the beginning of the season to now that you feel best about with this group, what would it be? Well, I think number one would be health. Um, obviously, it's it's. We're, we're, I still don't think that um, you know Marcus is ready to play like a large number of minutes, but hopefully, knock on wood, we can keep you know especially that backcourt together a little bit um, and have those you know five or six guys that are playing. You know, really create a rhythm together. Um, and then I think the the other thing is we've just been fairly consistent defensively. But you know, I hesitate to even talk about that because we didn't we didn't guard as well as we could on Wednesday. And those young guards from LA torched us. And so um, 
you know, we're going to have we're going to have to uh, hopefully get back to controlling the things we can. We're usually pretty good about recentering ourselves, but um, you know, it goes back to again, Ryan. We have to play well to win, so it's not you know not brain surgery over here. It's just about we've got to do all the things we can control, and the more often we do that, the more growth we'll show. records and have lost what changed what went wrong well I said after the Knicks game I didn't you know I, I thought that we had a lot of holes especially offensively um, at the time and you know I thought I've, I've I feel like we've just been really really passive to be candid um, and um, you know the you know I, I've got to reassess things I've got to do a better job um, I've got to hold guys that accountable at a better level and um, you know hey we're not we're not playing as well as we think we are so we've got to be better they had uh, 20 points in the paint in the first quarter alone yeah they smashed us in the paint yeah. Yeah, it's really the second straight game when you think about Julius Randle just putting us in the basket and you know obviously Brandon had a couple of those physical dunks like we just have to play more physical it's that's a given. Um, you know, that's what it is. Brad, how did Marcus's energy kind of keep you in the game late down the stretch? Yeah, I mean, he played. He played a lot of minutes. Played hard. His competitiveness was why he was in the game so long, and I couldn't take him out. Um, so, I mean, that's who he is. We really like that about him. You know, losing Avery early in the game, you know, added some minutes to Marcus's um, stint. So that was just the way it went tonight. Uh, but I thought he did some good things. Obviously came up with two huge steals. You guys were down three, I think, with 39 seconds left. What went into the decision to trap there instead of try first down? Well, we were trying to make the inbounds really tough. It was a terrible angle to inbound the ball. And we have been really good defending some of those inbounds in this little zone that we play. And... Stole it on the last play of the game in the same zone, just up the court. Um, and uh, so our desire was to trap until um, trap the first time, and then get back once they crossed half court and get matched up. We just didn't do that. We trapped right over half court, and so it was a it was a mistake on our part. Um, they're on their heels, and um, so rather than just being back in the half court, my my kind of gut tells me keep them on their heels and then pull back and you know we just didn't execute it well coach have you gotten any update on Avery at all with his head? He had a bruised hip that's all I know coach um, uh, when Amir got his fifth were you tempted to keep him in or was that something you thought? yeah I probably should have um because he was playing really well, we were obviously, you know, we 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 kind of made the choice to go small, and it hurt us in some ways, and maybe it helped us in others. But um, you know, I thought I thought when Jonas was at the four, we were pretty good there. Uh, with Amir at the five, and we were flying around, and we were pretty active. And when Amir picked up his fifth, and I subbed him out, you know, I, in retrospect, I might have left him in. You mentioned about you said you you want to start holding guys accountable. What what kind of? Well, I just need to do a better job. I mean, this is this is more on me. This is, you know, 
we've had we've had multiple multiple times where we're just not playing to a standard we need to play to. We've had multiple practices um, where you know certain guys have really looked good and stood out because others haven't, and that's that's just bad coaching. So um, I'll get myself straightened out um, and. I'll work on what needs to be changed. Coach Marcus limped off the floor at the end of the game. Was there any update on a potential injury with him? He did what? Marcus, he limped off the court at the end of the game. He never said anything afterwards. I don't know. I haven't checked back in with Eddie since the game ended. Brad, it seems like the slow starts are getting you. I mean, Brooklyn was able to establish Lopez. Johnson got going. What do you say when you guys – have that lethargic start is it something yeah, you just got to change I mean and again that's 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 coaching that's like you just can't allow that to happen and um, you know we just have to play at a higher level I have to be better and um, you know we've lost two in a row and in, in games that we had a chance to win um, we did not play well enough to win um, and the other teams did a lot of great things you know, I hope Jerry Jack's okay I don't know what the diagnosis is on him but I thought their whole team came out and did what the Lakers did to us and that's they they played the game the way they needed to play the game to win the game sprained knee good I'm glad I I was worried when it buckled that it was going to be worse than that go ahead yeah Jared Salt not to point fingers but Jared Salt is not playing as well as he did earlier in the season what's been the difference in his game I don't know. I mean, each of our guys has had their ups and downs. You know, we all just have to improve and get better and find that groove back. Kevin, you guys have won four in a row. You're playing two teams with two of the West Rockets. Just what happened? Um, you know, once again, they got, they got the feeling, you know, uh, comfortable and they made some plays and they played great down the stretch and uh, they played great all around. I think we went into a a few uh, few minutes where we couldn't get anything going, we couldn't score, and uh, we couldn't stop them. And uh, when it comes down now, it's always going to be hard to win. Brad said you guys are being passive. Do you agree with that? I think we're being inconsistent. And obviously you're seeing an inconsistent moment of, uh, uh, you know, in regards to aggressiveness and everything like that, of course, yeah. Uh, I think we, you know, we need to be accountable, obviously, and uh, you know, we need to be pros, and we need to, uh, you know, make every day uh, worth it, and obviously um, follow the standard that, that, that got uh, got us buzzing at the end of last year. If not, we're going to be like, you know, we're going to keep being up and down. You said that part of it is his coach. Do you believe that? Do you believe that it's more on the players, or? No, that's a fine line between that, in my personal opinion. Um, he's, I think what he said earlier was talking about, you know, the, kind of like the culture he has has set, and he felt like he let it slip a little bit in, in that regard. And um, I think, you know, sometimes we're not kids, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we need to uh, police each other and also, uh, you know, just be pros, man. I, I think that's the biggest thing is being pros at the end of the day, you know. You just point fingers at saying, other words, we're adults and we can control our, we control ourselves, control our actions, and, and it's our choice to make the most out of, you know, not not so fun moments or, you know, what I'm saying, just let it slide by and you have these inconsistent moments. So I, I dig where he's coming from in certain aspects, but at the same time, 
our pros and um you know we we haven't really done anything yet and as a group and we really just need to consistently be hungry. Do you have a chance to see Avery at all or talk to him at all? No, I mean, I've seen him at halftime, half and, uh, you know, he's seen uh, in pain a little bit, but I'm not too, too positive about a card. Did you think the effort was, what did you think of the effort? No, the effort was decently there, but at the same time, uh, you know, we didn't, we get on runs, I don't think we communicated great, and, uh, Obviously, when you let guys like this and you know pros, the past few games they have they've had great scores. When you let them get going, it's going to be a long night. Or let them get comfortable or confident early on, it's going to be a long night, and that's that's just how it goes. Is it, is it safe to say that the Celtics are unpredictable? That you lose games maybe once in a while, you shouldn't, but you win games once in a while. People don't expect you to. Uh, I don't know, unpredictable or inconsistent. And obviously these moments like this are clearly unpredictable to a certain extent. And then, um, you know, I think when we play the right way, we, we're always in games that expect to win, clearly. And you can kind of feel that from the first five minutes. And um, <clears throat> I said, man, we, we're not great enough to really say this was a bad team or that was a bad team or the record shows. Last game, uh, versus the Lakers, they have four of the top scorers I ever seen, you know, play around Maybe Will, you know what I'm saying, Nick Young was capable. Uh Clarkson's always aggressive. You know, a lot of young players, so it makes sense why it could be a tough game tonight. Joe Johnson is a problem. Lopez is goes without saying, you know what I'm saying? Uh Thad Young. And when you get the the helpers helping in and chipping in, they they want to battle a fifty fifty balls all rebound and everything else like that. What about playing them right away? Is that a good thing? Up the next game. I mean, any game is going to be a good thing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, at the same time, you know, we, we'll have the opportunity to come out and, you know, right our wrongs and compete. Did things just kind of snowball out of control in the third quarter? Um, I guess they went on run. I mean, they played well. You know, once again, we gave a, uh, you know, NBA team more than one shot at the rim. We have to really be better at finishing plays defensively, everything like that. Yeah, last play when you pass it off to Jonas, did you consider taking three? What, was, what, were you, what did you see there? Yeah, I kind of I considered it. Uh, now I look back at the at the tape. Um, you know, the shot probably would have got blocked, but you know, I, I was I for sure was considering taking it, and I saw him come up to me, and uh, I saw Jones at the corner of my eye, and I just made the right play. Um, obviously, Jonas has hit big shots in the past this past month. They've been great for us, and you know, obviously. It just didn't go in, and uh, you know when you look back on it, should have would have cut up, and I made a decision. It was the right play. Uh, at the same time, you know, I, not to be arrogant, I mean it's just jackass and say I think if I pulled, I would have had confidence make it. But should have would have cut up. Jonas is still a guy that made clutch plays for us and won us some games. So at the end of the day, you know, um, it should have never even been that predicament, and uh, you know we kind of deserve that in regards to. Uh, you know, not, not treating the game right, and that's it. With 39 seconds left, they had that inbound pass. You got it down three. Kind of over-trapped a little bit. What happened there? Uh, yeah, I think we might have uh, over-trapped. Over uh, we should have stopped trapping once it got to half court. We still kept the pedal to the metal. Um, Thad Young made a great play, I think, at the end of the day. When, with Thad making a player, Joe Johnson making a player, one of the point guards, you know, you, you kind of take a risk on that. Thad made a great play, and uh, Lopez went up like a man and finished. Last question, guys. How do you stabilize this to make sure it doesn't get, you know, you kind of make sure you guys are on a, on a good, get back on the right course? I mean, we've already done it before. We drew the line and, you know, we kind of 
kind of did what we need to do clearly. I think the biggest thing is consistency and not, you know, not being like fat cats, you know what I'm saying? Not playing well, not not the aggressor, and, and we're not the, the more aggressive team where we play like we did today. So I think that's plain and simple. And offensively and defensively, we, we wasn't we didn't hit first. And I don't know why we keep doing that. Is it not challenging to, to bring that aggression when you're playing a team that has had struggles prior to you playing them? It shouldn't be. I mean, if you're a professional basketball player or a professional any sport. You should bring it no matter who you're playing, and that's collectively as a, as a team. And some nights we just don't do that, and it, and it ends up being the nights. I mean, the nights we don't do it, we lose. And um, if we don't understand that sooner or later, we're not going to get anything we want out of this season. Do you guys play two teams? I mean, it seems like it. For, for whatever reason, I mean, we're definitely not one of the best teams in the NBA, so I don't get how we we can possibly think it's okay to play down to anybody. When we don't play hard and, and we're not the aggressive team, we're one of the worst teams in the NBA. But, but when we bring that aggressiveness and, and we're having fun and, and we're defending, we're one of the top teams in the NBA. I mean, and I think a lot of people see that. So somehow, some way, we gotta, we gotta become more consistent. Do you have a chance? You're like, is everybody, do you have a chance to talk to Avery at halftime or whatever to see how he's doing? Uh, I mean, just ask him if he was all right. He said he was, he got hit and he was in some pain. So I, I don't know what happened, but hopefully he doesn't miss miss any time. What does that mean? You guys just get Marcus back and then suddenly in the middle of the second quarter you're starting shooting, right? Um, that's just NBA for you, I guess. Next man up. Um, Marcus did a hell of a job. We missed that about him. So. Isaiah, what do you guys do? I mean, you're a veteran to stabilize this thing and make sure you guys don't take these. I mean, a couple weeks ago, you said we're feeling sorry for ourselves. we got to get our head out of the butt. I mean, you guys went four in a row. Yeah. And then you sort of right back where, where you were then. You got to fall in love with success. I mean, fall in love with what works and don't have an agenda for anything else. I think if you. You, you do whatever it takes for the team to be the most successful team possible. Everything falls into place. So it's a mind, mindset thing. We got to look ourselves in the mirror and just what team do we want to be? Because when we come out and think we're talented than, than other teams, that's when we, it backfires on us. Brett mentioned briefly about holding guys accountable and such. Do you, do you get the sense like in practices or pregame locker rooms, like guys, you guys have the right kind of mindset and the right focus that you should have? Or? So some days we have a little better focus than others, but we definitely need to lock in more. And as a team, we do, and that's in practice, shoot arounds, and, and in games. And it carries over. I mean, as a professional, any job. I mean, if you lack enthusiasm and energy, I mean, it's hard to get the job done. Just on a practical matter, I mean, these are home court losses too. Exactly. So there's no excuse. I don't know what it is. Last minute. Uh, but you know, last minute there, it's kind of frantic back and forth. You guys are trying to make a comeback. Is that kind of a balance of, you know, we want things to be unsettled because we're trying to rally back, but also then I guess there was a mistake on the Brad said there's kind of a mistake on the trap situation where Lopez got free and then yeah. you guys didn't call the timeout with 11 seconds to go. Yeah, it, it was. It was a mistake on our part where we were a little too aggressive trying to get the steal and and they got the backside two on one, which hurt us. Um, it's little things like that where we just have to lock in. Brad told us to do one thing, and we, we 
as a group, we just, we, we were too aggressive. We, we, we tried to get the steal even though it wasn't there and they heard it. Isaiah, how has Marcus's energy been impact since his return? Um, I mean, he hasn't played that much the previous games, but today he, he was he was very impactful, and we need that from him. That's what he brings. Um, a guy that's not scared of anything and doesn't back down from anybody, and that's what we're missing. And I'm glad he's back, and hopefully he can he can play a little more. When your shoe popped off in the first half, why'd you throw it back on the bench? Um, did you want me to keep it on the floor? <laughs> well, I said you would put it back on. So you were, you uh, ran back I, down the floor with one shoe. I on. mean, because the play kept going until there was a timeout or whatever it was called. So that's why.